And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. And you're tuned into our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. And today we title our message, Celestial Watchmen. So we hope that you can stay tuned to today's program. And for those of you that have a Bible, get it ready. And also share this program with your friends and family, those of you on social media, so they can follow along with us. Uh, but before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for all those who tuned in to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you'll just guide us as we study and understand who your celestial watchmen are and what their purpose is. And Lord, we pray for your blessing upon everybody, especially in these uh, dark and evil times, Lord. We ask for your hedge of protection, as Psalm 91 says. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And again, our topic is Celestial Watchmen. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. It's another wonderful day in Daytona Beach, Nathan. And the weather here has been fantastic. I'm so glad that the summer hasn't fully kicked in yet. Oh, I know. We get such a short uh, spring here in Dallas, but being out in the prairie, all the wildflowers are out. And the temperatures are only in the low 90s, so we haven't gotten our super hot summer yet, and <laughs> it's been a beautiful time. I hope everybody else is enjoying their spring. I know, I know, and that is so true. These are these are the wonderful times. So, Nathan, you said the low 90s. Wow, that that's um. So that means it gets pretty warm sometimes, right, where you're at. <clears throat> oh, Dallas, uh, normally during the summer, can get in the hundreds most of the summer, so that was a, when I used to live in Kentucky and before I moved here, low 90s would be about it heat-wise for the summer. I had to get used to coming down here and it's in the low 100s. Man, I remember the first encounter with that. I actually felt like my skin was boiling. Whoa, that is very intense. I haven't felt that in a, in quite a while. So yeah, Nathan, I mean, here in Florida, it normally gets, when it's 90 and humid, it's pretty bad, but never to 100. So uh, I'm so glad that you're enjoying this cooler weather right now. You too, you too. It's a good time. Uh, and it's nice to have times like this. The world seems to be going nuts out there, especially with the leak from the Supreme Court about uh, possibility that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. It seems like, as usual, our country's divided and fractured, and uh, people are in arms against each other again. And uh, then what's going on overseas with Russia invading Ukraine? So uh, I think people always need a little dash of hope, and springtime brings that, of course, as along with the Bible and the Word of God, which is our ultimate hope. Nathan, that is so true. And that's why you and I love to do this program. It's just to encourage people and bring certain things up to date. But Nathan, in case someone is new to uh, the program, can you share with them what we do and how they can get a hold of our resources? <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, uh, you tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, we are a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Uh, we do that primarily through our television program, which is Christ in Prophecy. It's now airing in its 20th season, and Tim Moore and myself are the hosts of that program. Uh, of course, you got your tune in our podcast here, but we hope you also check out our website at ChristInProphecy.org or download the Lamb Lion app on all the major devices. And we're hoping that uh, to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and get excited about a soon return. It's, it's good news. And when you know that Jesus is coming soon, it motivates you to holy living and to a life of evangelizing. So that's our goal. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. And of course, for those of you that are tuned in, get a hold of these wonderful resources and grow in your knowledge and your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So Nathan, very excited. And Nathan, you and I last last week, we started a, a program that I think uh, was just a blessing as we have a responsibility and uh, that is to serve as watchmen, sometimes watchmen on the wall, individuals that sound the alarm and also warn individuals of, of what's happening around the world, uh, uh, biblically speaking. And right now, one of the one of the concerns that the, that the world is uh, is is in is, of course, as you mentioned, is the situation with uh, Ukraine and Russia. And this week, they were talking about the possibility of a, a, a nuclear uh, exchange, and it's got a lot of people very concerned and very nervous and and they should be uh and that's why you and i we we do these programs to warn people to encourage them the time is short the lord can return at any moment but really uh, uh people you just never know when your last day is going to be and people need to be ready and you and i every week we share this message that a message of urgency uh the people to come to christ but also the prophets in the Bible, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Daniel, Jeremiah, they also carry this message to God's people sort of to sound the alarm as watchmen on the wall so that they will understand the times in which they're living in and a call to action. Absolutely. You know, speaking of which, I read an interesting article today by Hal Lindsey, which he was reporting on a former Russian spy who noted that in the last uh, what, 30 times that Putin has visited the doctor, it's been a doctor that deals uh, primarily with Alzheimer's and dementia. So there's rumors now that Putin, just like Joe Biden, could be facing dementia. And when they do, they tend to get real paranoid, which Putin is, of course, right now. And they get hostile. They're trying to, they know time's short and they're trying to get things done. And there's even talk about Putin going under the knife for cancer surgery and putting his head of his um, federal police in charge of the country while he's in surgery. So uh, even when you see Putin publicly, he doesn't look very good right now. So, I mean, we're in an amazingly dangerous situation where we have both Putin and Biden, uh, both men who uh, are clearly ailing, with who have the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. <laughs> How dangerous can you get it? Two, if I can say, senile old men with fingers on the buttons. I mean, this is dangerous, dangerous times we live in. Nathan, exactly. And that's and that's a very good point. And, and this is why we want individuals to recognize the importance of the times which we are living in. And God has always called uh, his people uh, to sound the alarm and an and urgent call for people to repent and to come to the Lord. And you and I last week, we were looking at Ezekiel chapter three, Nathan, and we saw God's um, mighty angels and his messenger uh, downloading the message, if you will, uh, to the prophets so that they will bring that message to the people. And uh, as, as we title our message, Celestial Watchmen, uh, back in the days, Nathan, when I used to read comic books, I used to read the Marvel comic books and there was a series called The Watchers. And the watchers were these uh, celestial beings that they would look at the affairs of the earth, but they would not interfere with the affairs of the earth. And as I was considering this, and you and I have been talking about God's mighty angels and, and how God communicates to people, one thing that, that God does from time to time is that he does interfere the affairs of men. As we pray, he sends his angels to fight for us. He sends his prophets uh, to share the message that, of the things that are coming in the future. And today we're, we're going to continue looking at that, 
because uh, again, we need to pay close attention to how God's people were behaving, what the pending doom that was coming, but also the message and the messengers that he sent to cause people to turn around. And in a sense, Nathan, that's what you and I are really doing here today to encourage people. Wow. You know, I always thought you were the most super cool dude I have ever met. And now to find out that you are a comic book reader uh, when you were a kid, quote unquote. OK, wow. <laughs> I read a lot of Transformer <laughs> comics when I was a kid, too. So I'm in the same boat, brother. <laughs> and actually, Nathan, let's let me correct something. I don't read comic books now. OK, that was back in the days. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you were a young man of 40, you were. Yeah. yeah OK. <laughs> <laughs> But Nathan, so we we switch from reading comic books to reading the Bible, and that's why we're going to continue. Yeah. That's why we're going to continue. To grow up, right? At some point. <laughs> <laughs> but now we read something that's even more. That's we read something that's even more fun, Nathan, and that's the Word of God. So Nathan, yeah. would you be able to take us to Ezekiel chapter three as we look at verses sixteen through twenty-one? Yes, let's do that, because uh, that's fantasy comic books, but uh, this is reality, and sometimes reality is stranger than fantasy. So let's read. Uh, starting with verse 16, it says, Now it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore hear a word from my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, You shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he doesn't turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you will have your soul delivered. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because he did not give him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live, because he took warning. Also you will be delivered, uh, have your, delivered your soul. Mm. And so Nathan, and as I look at this passage, again, verse 16, it says, Now it came to pass uh, uh, on the seventh day, as the, as the word of the Lord uh, came to me saying, and we see God's intervention there, Nathan. We see uh, a voice from the heavens, and we see here God does care about the situations that we're going through. He cares about the affairs of men on earth, and he will send messengers uh, to come and declare to them, hey, this is, the, this is the situation. You need to turn from evil, and those that listen, uh, like the Bible says here, uh, and take heed, they will be protected, and those that turn a deaf ear, well, judgment and destruction will come upon them. And I love uh, uh, here, Nathan, because it, it shows uh, our responsibility, you and I, to just speak what the Lord has called us to speak, and then it's up to the individuals what they do with the message. Absolutely. Uh, maybe you give me a little background again. Let's uh, back to the comic book thing. What did the comic book watchman do? And then how does that compare to this? Because I didn't read the comic uh, Watchmen, unfortunately. Well, yeah, Nathan. And actually, back when I was uh, uh, referring to the, the Marvel comic books, it's more fantasy, of course. But one of the things there that I remember now, looking back, uh, is that these Watchmen, they were these celestial giants, if you will. And they will see the affairs on the Earth, whether it was the battles that... Uh, 
you know, the comic book heroes will have the Fantastic Four and Thor, and they will see ahead uh, the destruction that was coming or the things that was happening, but they could not interfere. They couldn't do anything about it. So they were basically watchmen. And honestly, I remember Nathan uh, uh, reading the comic books as a kid. I'm like, well, what good are these guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why In other words, I saw that very disappointing to the Eternals, and the Eternals are supposed to be sitting on the earth, watching and guarding the earth for thousands of years, but do they get involved and fix anything? No, they don't. How very different from the Lord God who watches from his throne in heaven. He's got the four seraphim in front of him that are covered in eyes. In other words, they're watching everywhere. He sends his holy angels to come down and protect the saints and engage in all sorts of different things, from administration to uh, messengers like we read here and warriors and uh, just all sorts of different things. So, yeah, I, and it's neat here, too. It, this passage is that then God uses his servants to be watchmen as well. Now, uh, you have to look at the Old Testament for its time period. Uh, nowadays, uh, we don't think of cities with walls surrounding them. But back in the day, they used to build these big walls around their city and that would protect them from attackers. And so what they would do is they put these guys called watchmen up on the walls as guards, and they would look out across the fields, and there'd be a few of them so they could see all the different you know, areas of the compass and look and see if anybody was coming in to dangerous to attack. And if they did see something, then their job was to warn the people and get the people mobilized and whatever army they might have ready for an attack. And so, so here God's comparing Ezekiel or anybody who's a believer in Christ or follower of the Lord uh, as watchmen, our job is to look out and see what's going on out there, what Satan's armies are doing, and warn the people about it and get them to know what's going on and to bring them to Jesus as their Savior and tell them how to live in these times according to Scripture. So uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful illustration here. And it's interesting, like you said, that Marvel picked up on that and ended up making a comic book based on the same concept, even though his watchmen just sat there and didn't do anything. <laughs> Exactly. And Nathan, and, and also even a, a more clarity on this is found in Ezekiel chapter 33. If we can go there, Ezekiel chapter 33 continues on the same vein, adding clarity to the responsibility that we have and really what happens when we are obedient to what God has called us to do. So Nathan, if we can go to Ezekiel chapter 33, I'll read verses one through three through four, and maybe you can read verses five through seven of Ezekiel 33, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Let's do it. Yeah, he says, again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, speak to the children, to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring the sword upon the land and the people of the land, take a man from their territory and make him their watchman. Verse three, when he sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. Verse five, he heard the sound of the trumpet, but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself, but he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and doesn't blow the trumpet and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. Mm. You know, Nathan, I just love that because um, 
I believe that today God is raising up prophets, even also for the United States of America, to be watchmen, to blow the trumpet uh, as we have been doing, as you have been doing with the real situation that's going on in places like Disney, uh, in government, uh, behind the scenes. And uh, we have to, you know, just be obedient. When we see danger coming, we have to let God's people know what's ahead, what's coming so that they can take action. Absolutely. And it's interesting how the Lord holds the watchman accountable. Now, every one of us as Christians have been tasked to share the gospel and to warn of what's coming based on what we know in Scripture. If we're not doing that, then we're like this lazy watchman we're reading about in 30, chapter 33 here, who sees the danger, but it's like, eh, I'm not going to do anything about it. And then the enemy comes and destroys and loots and takes the people away. Likewise, Satan will do the same thing. His armies come. Well, we either warn the people and protect them or we don't. And the people get taken away by the sins of this world and the lusts and the, the desires of the heart. And then they lose their chance of getting saved. They, they are no longer hearing the gospel anymore. So very dangerous times to live in and very dangerous for a watchman. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's a responsibility that that not just a few Christians are called to, but every Christian is called to. And Nathan, one of the things, too, that we're noticing here is that, you know, we need to be sounding the alarms and certain things. And a lot of people are staying quiet because of fear. Uh, so when we speak out against the evils of one of the situations, a row versus wave and and so on. And, and a lot of people are silent. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to cause a division. And, you know, uh, oftentimes when a situation is sin, we call it what it is. And when it's not, then we leave it at that. But we also should not be afraid to speak up against the things that the Bible calls sin or the Bible calls wrong. And this is the thing is that when we remain silent, then we find the innocent people uh, get hurt. And when we have a responsibility and we're able to say something and do something and change a situation, then we need to step up and be obedient to what God has called us to do. Absolutely. Excellent point. And, and Nathan, you know, all, oftentimes we bring a message and not everyone listens. As we go back to Ezekiel chapter 3, looking at verses 22 through 27, we also realize that when we bring a message, uh, oftentimes not everyone is going to listen, not everybody is going to obey. But that's okay because we're called to be obedient to what God has called us to do and just share the message. And then it's up to the individual uh, to do what they want with it. And as we go back to Ezekiel chapter 3, noticing verses 22 through 27, again, Nathan, I'll pick up uh, verses uh, 22 through 24. And maybe you can uh, do 25 through 27 there in Ezekiel chapter 3. Sure thing. Yeah, so we notice again the word, verse 22, then the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he said to me, arise and go into the plain, and went, and there I shall talk with you. So I arose and went out into the plain, and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there, like the glory which I saw by the river Shabar, and I fell on my face. And verse 24, then the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet, and I and spoke with me and said to me, go Shut yourself inside your house. Pick it up with verse 25. And you, O son of man, surely they will put ropes on you and bind you with them so that you cannot go out among them. I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth so that you shall be mute and not be one to rebuke them. For they are a rebellious house. 
But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God, He who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Mm. And Nathan, and you read that for us previously last week, talking about the type of people that the message was going to. Uh, they were a rebellious house, but God's plan was still in full effect for God's people. Yeah, and you got to remember the context here is Ezekiel is with the people that have been exiled out of the land of Israel. Uh, God had, after hundreds of years of giving Israel and Judah a second chance, uh, they remained a rebellious people. And so, uh, as no, uh, excuse me, Moses had said that there would be a time when the people would rebel so much that that God would then exile them out of their land. And that's exactly where we are in history. We're at about 600 uh, BC. And the Jewish people have been exiled out of the land by King Nebuchadnezzar and sent to Babylon. And so uh, Ezekiel is one of these exiles. So here, these people are in exile, right? They are being led away. And here Ezekiel is telling them what the word of God is. And most of them, if not all of them, are refusing to listen to the word of God and heed it. Even though they're in chains and ropes and being dragged away, they still remain in rebellion against God. I mean, that is what sin does. It puts us into bondage so that we don't understand reason anymore. We can't turn to freedom in the Lord. We just revel in our own bondage and despair in our victimhood. And brother, we see that when we read Ezekiel at 2,600 years ago, and we see that every time we turn on the news today. Mm, excellent point. Thank you, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, those of you on social media, you tuned into the Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry as we're talking about celestial watchmen. And Nathan, and you're absolutely right. And it's really a sad thing uh, when individuals decide to turn a deaf ear uh, to the message of God, to the message of, the, the, of sense, if you will. And, and it's just a, a bad situation when we see today sin is taking people captive. Sin is destroying the lives of people, alcohol, drugs, pornography. And you and I, we warn people to turn away from these things. And, and very few listen. Others decide to turn a deaf ear. And it kind of reminds me, Nathan, in the book of Revelations, chapter two and three, the message to Jesus to the churches. And, and almost in every chapter, uh, the Lord says, whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear, right? <laughs> and it's almost like it's a choice. It is a choice. And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people when it comes to witnessing a lot of Christians, and they're terrified to share their faith with other people. And almost always, and I don't know if this is your experience, but it is mine, the number one reason they give is, I'm scared of being rejected. Well, that that's truly a valid fear because, uh, yeah, I mean, who wants to be rejected? But at the same time, uh, that's going to be most of the people you talk to. Or you'll talk to them and you'll keep talking to them. And uh, it could be a year, it could be two years or longer before they finally listen to you and even accept the message. So it's not a one and done thing. It's, it's wonderful when it is. Brother, I saw you at a, a conference we had once go up to a waiter, share the gospel, and he got saved right there. I mean, that was just blew my mind. But I read another story today about a woman who... I was trying to share the gospel with her mother, and not only did her mother reject it, but she gave her the silent treatment for an entire year before she would talk to her daughter again. And then over the course of another year, as they rebuilt their relationship, did the mother finally hear the daughter's prayer and uh, message and finally give her, her life to Jesus Christ. So it's, it's a long working process uh, for a lot of people. You will be rejected. You will be mistreated by some. 
especially the world that, that wants to rebel against God is going to continue to do so. And they're going to re- react to you a lot of times hostily, if not, uh, we see in some parts of the world, uh, even into a point of death. Nobody wants that, right? I mean, when it comes to sharing the gospel, we don't want to be persecuted. We don't even want to be attempts on our life, but that's all part of it being the watchman. And again, what, what do we want to be? Do we want to have man at us or do we want to have God mad at us? And that's what we're seeing in this passage here is that that if you're a watchman who's not doing your job as being a watchman, that you're incurring the wrath of God upon yourself. And that, that to me is far more frightening than the wrath of man. Absolutely, Nathan. And you know, God is a God who is patient. Uh, God is God loves people. He has a wonderful plan for them. But uh, God is also a gentleman. He doesn't push his way into people's lives. He wants them to make a decision. So he sends them the message. He sends messengers. And again, like in Revelation 3.28 says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, uh, to the church of Laodicea, Nathan. You know, that, that lukewarm church. Uh, that was straddling the fence, they needed to make a decision. And likewise, a message came to them to repent and to turn to the Lord. And again, there in Revelation 3.22, as it closes, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And I believe today God is talking to someone. He's calling out to you. He's telling you that he loves you, but you need to repent and turn from your sins. Uh, Look at the dangers around you and you need to make a decision. And Nathan, I think today, you know, people have an opportunity uh, to listen or turn a deaf ear. And our prayer is that they would listen to what the Lord wants to say. I love, Nathan, what the Bible says in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Would you be able to take us there and read that for us in case someone doesn't have a Bible so that people can see God, what God's plan really is that he wants for their lives? Ooh, that's an excellent passage because it answers one of the biggest questions that most of us have about God. Why are you waiting so long to come back? It's been (laughs) years. What's the deal? And verse 8 9 says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing that the Lord, with the Lord, one day is is like a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Though the Lord isn't slack concerning his promise, as some can count slackness or slowness, but he is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So what he's saying here is that, you know, human beings, we're lucky if we can make it to 80, 90, 100, if you're really fortunate. But for God, who's eternal, what is a 100 years? What is a 1,000 years to God? So that it's been 2,000 years, it's, it's like it's been two days for Jesus. Not that it has been two days, it's like, you know, it's a comparator. So for God, time hasn't really gone so much. But this is his reasoning here. His promise is that he's not slack. He's not lazy. He's not disconnected. He, he just doesn't care. No, he longs suffering. In other words, God's got tremendous patience, tremendous patience. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. So uh, he is letting this church age go on and on and on because he wants to bring as many people as he can into his kingdom. And when that, that last person has finally been reached, That's when Jesus will call his bride, the church, up to heaven. Us, if you're saved, you're one of the church members, you're the bride. You're called up to heaven to live with God forever. And that's what we're waiting for. He's calling all to come to repentance. You can't be saved unless you come to the Lord in repentance. Uh, We are in rebellion against God, and we repent of that rebellion, of that sin, and forge that right relationship with Jesus Christ, which he made possible 
by dying on the cross for our sins. I love that. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear. And like Nathan said, do not be rebellious. Say, don't harden your heart. Come to Jesus. And we want to talk to you right now. Uh, we we know there's num a number of you tuned in with the social media. Some of you will be listening to this message today or at a later point. But maybe you do have a heart for God and you want to change. And we want to give you an opportunity right now to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your heart, to come to Jesus. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And I want to lead you into a very simple prayer. Wherever you are, if you pray this simple prayer and you mean it from your heart, God will transform your life and give you a second chance. You could have that eternal salvation, that eternal opportunity to enter heaven. So do not harden your heart. Do not block out your ears, but pay close attention to what the Spirit says to you, says to the churches. And if you want to receive the Lord, I want to invite you right now with Nathan Jones and myself and just repeat the simple prayer. And if you mean it from your heart, God will transform your life. And you can simply call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Simply just call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. And God, right now, I repent for my sins and I turn to you. I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, Nathan Jones and myself will want to celebrate with you and we would love to hear from you, give you a Bible and a Bible study guide so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And, and Nathan, that's really what it's all about, right? We don't have to complicate things when, it, when, when we talk about people coming to Christ. Absolutely. It, that was a beautifully said that that is the essence of salvation is putting your faith in Jesus Christ, approaching him in repentance and he will forgive your sins. You'll have that right relationship with the Lord and you will inherit eternal life with him. It's it's so simple, but it was so difficult because God had to send his own son as a man to die on a cross and beat death by resurrecting from the dead to make that possible. So it's simple for us, but it was cost God everything. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And yeah, and that's why if you receive the Lord, let us know. Give us a call, 305-992-9537. We'd love to pray for you and rejoice with you. And again, help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. All those of you on social media, you can just post there that you uh, decided to follow the Lord, and we will love to rejoice with you. So Nathan, it's a great responsibility, but a great a privilege being watchmen on the wall, and it's always a joy for me to be able to do this program with you as we really are just out there looking out for the welfare, the spiritual welfare of individuals so that they will grow in their relationship with Christ. Absolutely. Uh, we pray for you all as other watchmen that you'll stand strong and uh, trust in the Lord during these difficult times. He will carry you through. If you need a little pick-me-up, I read a pick-me-up uh, psalm this morning, Psalm 91. Hopefully that'll be encouraging to you. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And yeah, we thank you for that. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you guys have a great week. Nathan, thank you for joining me. Have a great day. You as well.